Welcome, welcome, welcome to Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, where we are here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to all things food, body, and mindset. And today is a very special episode talking about self-love and particularly how when you love yourself, the results you're looking for can come easily, whether that be weight loss, whether that be um, your financial situation that you're looking for, um, I would even say relationships. And it all stems from this idea that when you appreciate things, they appreciate. And so Miss Vic, for you, I'd love to deep dive. You were actually the inspiration for my story or for this concept today. So when we think about self-love and as it may pertain to weight loss, how does that uh, vibe with you? Yeah, so I think I just see it as there was a time when I came from a place of love and then there was a time where I came from a place of hate mm -hmm. and like disgust, I guess is probably more of the word, not hate. Um, and I didn't, I mean, I know what the results, right? So if I chose to love myself and I chose to come from a place of like respecting myself, I got the results that I'm still continuing to get right now versus the years of fighting like tooth and nail with myself of like, you suck. You, like, I'm just going to self-sabotage. Like there was almost this like punishment game that I would play with myself. And it felt like I was running in circles for years. Um, and so I guess I love this topic because I, I, I know both out, like the way that both outcomes can go and the way that I felt in both of those situations. And then like, which one was more productive and which one actually moved me forward. Absolutely. Because, like the disgust and the self-sabotage, you're literally just going to feel like you are insane, like going back and forth. Like I'm doing all these things, but nothing's really working. And it's like, well, what are you actually like, where are you coming from? Like, what's the root of it um, behind the things that you're trying to fix or do uh, versus now, like those things come naturally because it's, and it, I don't know that it's like full on love. Right. I think it's just like, I, I mean, at the beginning, it was like, I just need to respect myself. Yes. And I like, I, I mentioned this before, but like, I went into a career that was like all for the patient. Mm -hmm. and all for these other people and I remember last year around a little bit before this time like I literally didn't know how to prioritize myself and to do the things that I needed to do for myself before going out and doing it for other people and mm -hmm. so at that time when I was so miserable it was just coming from a place of do I have enough self-respect to do the things that I know I need to do that I know that will make a difference in my life and then move forward from that. 100%. I think the thing that's actually like coming up for me right now is I remember, I remember in the past, this phrase, I deserve. And in the past, it was like, I deserve to be punished. Yeah. Or I, I don't deserve to feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I deserve to beat myself up. I deserve to feel bad about myself because of the things that I had done. Um, because the way I had eaten. Um, or whatever else. And it's just like, again, it comes from a place of punishment. And then there was this switch of like, no, I deserve to feel good now. Like I deserve 
to feel loved now. Um, and it just like, it changed everything that when I, I deserve to feel respect, I deserve to feel love. Then I started doing things that made me feel that way, which then, you know, kept compounding and obviously led to the results. And so I just really in encourage people like, what are the sentences going through your mind? Like, what are the thoughts that you are telling yourself about yourself? Because our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings drive our actions, right? Our beliefs about ourselves drive our behaviors. Mm -hmm. And I know that in this kind of like hustle culture or whatever it is, we think that if, if I accept myself now, again, it's this acceptance piece. If I accept myself now, and I show myself respect now, that means I'm going to give up. That means I'm going to stay stuck in this body forever. I, this is a big thing when it comes to, um, and this is one of the principles in intuitive eating is body respect and buying clothes that fit your body. Now that make you feel comfortable in your body. Now is a huge part of body respect. Mm -hmm. You holding on to smaller sized clothing, you saying that I'm going to wear frumpy clothing, or I'm going to feel on, you know, I'm going to just wear baggy, loose stuff that doesn't make me feel good about myself. I'm not going to allow myself to wear clothes that make me feel good until I'm in the body that I want. That is punishment. That is not self-respect. And I know that there's a huge fear that if I buy the clothes for my body now, that's me accepting this and I'm going to stay here, but it's not true. So I would love for you to talk about that. Cause I know that that's actually been much more of possibly your story. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so I have two things, but the, when the first thing you said of like buying the clothes now, like I am, it's been very interesting. And I think, I don't know if I would say body dysmorphia, but I was like wearing something the other day and my mom was like, like you, you can throw those away. Like they are literally like falling off of you mm -hmm. or like you're, I mean, I don't even notice. And I, I was like, mom, like, I, like, I didn't even think about, I didn't even think about it. Cause I just, I still see myself in an odd way, like as the person I was last year. And like that I still, and I mean, I, I know cognitively that that's not true, but I still see myself that way. And so sometimes I'll, I'll veer towards certain clothing items that like hide myself or cover me up. And then I'm sitting there like, wait, no, like I don't have to do that. And it's so weird because I don't really notice it. Um, and like, or Joshua will be like, uh, like, do you want, I mean, I literally have these jeans that I, I like have to hike up all the way to keep them on. I finally threw them away, but like, I finally found a pair of jeans that fit me in like the body that I am right now. And I feel like a bad bitch. Like <laughs> I feel I'm like, they fit me like a glove. Like, and so now and it's just, it's such a funny thing because yeah, when I do wear the things that I thought, you know, were my past body or whatever, it makes me feel like crap. Like, I'm just like, ugh. like I feel like frumpy. Mm -hmm. And then I wear something that actually fits my body now. And I'm like, oh, okay. I get it now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, 
And so it's this weird thing of like, and, and yes, throughout this journey, I have specifically bought a few key items just for the body that I was in at that time. And I wasn't like going out and spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars. It was just like, go to target and like, just find a few things. Um, whether that was like one pair of jeans or whatever. Um, and, and just kind of having that, yeah, it's, it's been interesting that that has been a very interesting part of my life right now, just because I've had to clean my closet out and then add some things. And then a few months later, like, I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that doesn't fit anymore. Um, and I've been holding on to a lot of clothes, like, well, what if this doesn't work? Mm, that's like well what if you know whatever and I'm sitting there like no <laughs> I have gotten this far I have done the work I'm doing the things like I was not doing the things that I do now then mm. therefore that is impossible <laughs> um so and again like it's coming from this place of like like everything you've been doing the whole switch this isn't you're on a diet no this isn't I'm, you know, doing this thing for 75 days. You know what I mean? This is like, no, this is who I am. I have, and this is a huge reason just kind of putting for us, like why we have the habit tracker, why we are so like, and it's the small little things, but the reason for a habit tracker is it's proof that you have casted all of these votes that this is the person that you are. It's not you doing someone else's like program or whatever else. Like you've decided that this is the type of person that I want to be, that I'm going to show up as. And here's the proof. I'm not delusional um, that I actually am doing these things. Yeah. And if you want to like, I, and I say this because I have not used my habit tracker in a while. And like, there's something about having the habit tracker out, whether I usually keep mine in my journal, like mm-hmm. wherever I am in my journal. Um, but if you want to increase your confidence, get a freaking habit tracker. Like it is, it's not necessarily that like, well, I only did one of the five things I'm supposed to do. It's like, okay, I did one of those things. And the things like, these are my focuses. These are the general trajectory of like the things I want to do every day. Um, and slowly over time, they'll just kind of become second nature, but whether, I say this lightly, whether you feel like you need to get back on track, quote unquote, just go back to your basic habits. And whether Mm -hmm. that's two habits or three habits or five, like it doesn't matter. Um, And it just, it, it just makes you feel better that like, even if you don't do any of them that day, like at least you see it. (laughs) But that's like right there. Like you're the mindset shift that you just had. I want people to understand that. Like because I know there may have been a past version of you that would have looked at the habit tracker. And if only one or two habits was done, it was a bad day and you're beating yourself up and you deserve to be punished. And you're like, whatever, but you, that little switch right there, guys, like, Oh, look, I did at least two of these things, looking at it as progress, looking at it and, and feeling good about the things that you have done that little switch in the way that you see things will make all the difference in whether or not you continue to stay motivated um, and continue to like take action or if you're going backwards and punishing yourself and backsliding and telling yourself that you're never going to get there. Yeah. I saw this TikTok yesterday. I don't remember who the person was, but he was like, 
I think people really underestimate the compounding interest of like changing your health. And, you know, when you start moving, you start feeling better. You start feeling a little bit more confident. And then you realize, well, I feel like crap when I eat these foods. So then you choose these foods that make you feel nourished. And then you start optimizing like, well, then, you know, I'm spending money. Like, how am I spending my money? Mm -hmm. Well, I want to be financially healthy. Like I didn't, I guess, realize that coming from a place of like love and respect last year, thinking it was only going to be a weight thing. I did not think that like everything else would change, whether that's my job, my marriage, my, our finances, um, my like business, like those things I had no idea were going to come out from that one little like mindset shift or like those little decisions that or those little habits that I just thought, oh, these are just those everyday things. Like it doesn't really matter. Oh my gosh. There's a, so one of our clients, Becca, Mm -hmm. uh, I have a little video. She was like in our group coaching call on Monday and she was just like, I need to tell you how grateful I am for this program. She, because she's like, now that I've healed my relationship with food. And now that I have these, like, she, she called it, she's like, it's like, you've taken a chip out of my brain. And like, I've started to recognize my limiting beliefs, which is how our first conversation, December 4th, right? Like understanding the beliefs that she had about herself. She's like, all of a sudden I'm realizing that these are just thoughts. These are just like, um, that we can call them ants, like the automatic negative thoughts. And like, oh, when you realize the thought for itself and you're able to witness it and you're able to see it for what it is, that it is not you, that you can actually choose a more empowering thought about yourself. When you, she's like, when it clicks, she's like, now I'm able to get counseling for other areas of my life that I haven't been able to work through because I was so caught up in this food thing. Like I, like this was taking up all of my headspace or this is, was where I was at. And she's like, now I can move through the other aspects of my life because I've realized that like, oh, if I can change and heal my relationship with food and my body, you know, I, like you said, I can change and heal my relationship with money. I can change and heal my relationship with, with my career, with my business. I, like all of a sudden the world, everything is possible for you because you've realized that it's this, this one thing. It's, it's the way that you're seeing yourself. Yeah. I, and I don't know that this is exactly in line, but I'm curious to hear what you say or think. Um, so I listened to, do you know who obese to beast is? Oh yeah, for sure. So he posted this video and I, I normally, I I've watched his stuff in the past. I don't necessarily watch all of it now, but he had posted this video Um, I'll link it in below, down below in the show notes, but it was this lady that was essentially like so scared to go to the doctor. She didn't go for years. Mm -hmm. Um, Long story short, like she just felt like if she went to a doctor, they were just going to, all they were going to talk about was her weight and that she's, you know, overweight, yada, yada, yada. Um, And she was conflicted because she came from a place um, like with the health at every size type movement. Right. Like, they're like doctors are bad. Like they're going to tell you that, that whole thing of like, mm-hmm. you can be, you know, the weight that you are. And that's fine. Like doctors are just going to like shooting that down. And then like having the intuitive eating side of things and like being conflicted there. And then 
also just her feeling. She was like, I never had energy. I just felt like crap. I didn't know what to do. And she had all these like conflicting things. And I totally, totally related to her in that. Long story short, she ends up going to the doctor. She has to get a specialist. Um, and she found out that she has like a crap ton of like autoimmune issues and mm-hmm. things were fighting against her. But what she had said was like, I spent years, like the amount of years that I spent not going to the doctor because I was scared of something that they were going to say, like Mm -hmm. one line. I mean, I've heard it millions of times, like those types of like comments. Right. And she was like, I just wish that I would have gone sooner. And like, even if I had to deal with that one statement from a doctor, like that would have been worth it to me, even if it hurt a little bit. And I just related to that in the sense of like, it took a lot of courage for me to go to the doctor um, last year, I think it was, um, I think it was October 21st. Cause I was just talking to my doctor about it. Um, and I was, I mean, like my medical records are obviously showing that I'm getting healthier and all of these things. And it's super exciting, but it was really hard for me to, to even like love and respect myself enough to say, Hey, go to the doctor. Like who knows? This doctor might be the doctor you have for the rest of your life. And heck yeah, she like, I will never leave this woman. Like she has been there through every single step of the way and like saw me at my worst and never said anything like demeaning or I I basically, I was so scarred. Like two years ago, I went to the doctor and I opened up to the lady about like struggling with binge eating and just saying like, I don't know what to do. And she was like, and, and then I was in treatment. I was in treatment at the time and telling her all the things I was learning. She was like, yeah, I think you'd be a really great candidate for weight loss surgery since you're so motivated. And I just remember being like, what? Like, why, why would you say that to me? Yeah. And, and even then having enough self-respect, even mm-hmm. though I wasn't fully healed to be like, that's wrong. Like, yeah. where you, you just heard my whole story. I just opened up to you about all of these things. And like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and so even then, like having that little bit of self-respect to say no. And Mm -hmm. I sent her a nasty gram. I actually sent her a nice letter and I was like, that is very hurtful. Mm -hmm. And for somebody that struggled their whole life with their body, like saying that they need to chop out part of their stomach is not helpful. (laughs) Um, so it's just been, I, I watched that video the other day and was just like, even that is a way of loving yourself of going to the doctor um, October is like our checkup month. Like we go to the dentist, we go, you know, all the things like get your eyes checked, get all the things checked. Um, and even though it seems annoying and like an add on to the planner, like those are ways of loving yourself. Oh, I love that. You said that it's so true. Like it's, and this was something that I want people to hear. Like so often I get asked like, well, how do I love myself? How do I like, you know, it just feels so, and especially if you've spent so much time hating yourself. Um, and the thing I want people to remember is love is a verb, right? And that that's even in your relationships with other people or whatever else. Love is the actions. How are you doing love for yourself? And again, like if, if you need to separate it a little bit, like one thing you can do is separate yourself from your body. And how can you show your body love? You can make sure that you put 
your body to bed <laughs> at, an, at a decent hour so that it's getting sleep. You know, you can make sure that you're giving your body water so that it's staying hydrated. Like you would a plant, <laughs> you know, like, like you would your dog, you know, like think about the things that you do for other people or for other things that you're unwilling sometimes to do for yourself. Like take the dog for a walk because that's loving. Take your body for a walk because it's loving take your, you take your child to the dentist or you take your child to the doctor for checkups, take your body (laughs) to the dentist, you know, like do things. Um, like if, if you had a child that like, they didn't fit, like, okay. Like their shoes didn't fit. Right. Like you wouldn't say, no, you have to wear those like small shoes that are so uncomfortable. Like you just have to suck it up. No, you would get new shoes for your child. Do those things for yourself because that is how you show your body love and respect. And it does compound over time. I promise. Yeah. And those things might seem little or insignificant. Um, I've been, I don't know why I have this like image in my head, but I've been saying it, I've said it a few times to a few people that I've been having conversations with and like I was like, put the work in now, like do the things you need to do for yourself because you have no idea who the other person is on the other side of it. And that person would say like, heck yeah, keep going. Mm -hmm. And it was just like this big thing. I was just thinking, kind of reflecting on the last year. And like, I had no idea that my life now would be the life. Like, I didn't think that those things were, um, like I I didn't, I couldn't even conceptualize that those those, the possibilities, I guess. But even so, like, you have no idea, like, who is on the other side of building habits, like who you are on the other side of like, conquering your fears with food and getting through, I mean, going through meals and like feeling absolutely distressed and just Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, like this is a trigger food or whatever, whatever it is for you. Like those things, yes, they're hard, but it's also hard to just be stuck in the same place for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's also hard to like, just feel like you're going around the circle again and again and again. Um, And so even if you sometimes like just doing it for future you is helpful. Um, I I like that. Like, and that's, again, just kind of noting back to like a a podcast you and I did to like, whatever about fullness. Yeah. Eating breakfast now, eating more intentionally during the day now for future you, even if it's like for 8 PM, you, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like making sure, like, that's the other thing, right? Like breakfast is the most important meal of the day for our kids. We're not going to send them to school without making sure that they have a nourishing breakfast. Why don't we do it for ourselves? Like where, where is that coming from? Um, and, and just those little, little actions. Like, I think sometimes like self-love, we think it's like, oh, and I have to like, get a manicure and a pedicure and I need to take bubble baths. And I'm like, no love and respect. Like, and one of the hardest ones, and this I'll even say it for myself, I'm still working on it. Boundaries, mm-hmm. like having boundaries with other people, um, and like, or being able to express your feelings, let someone know, express your needs, like what you need from somebody, how you're actually feeling rather than eating it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, being able to tell somebody the things that, that, that you're feeling or being able to say, Hey, I'd love to help you out. I definitely want to be this person, um, that you can rely on, but right now I'm just going to have to say no. 
Like Mm -hmm. that is love and respect. I'm bringing up my favorite quote by Brene Brown. Yes. Um, People learn how to treat us based on how they see us treating ourselves. If I don't put value on my work or my time, neither will the person I'm helping. Boundaries are a function of self-respect and self-love. And I will include that in the show notes. Please do. And I, I should probably like be posting that everywhere. Like I know right now, like boundaries and really having respect of my own time and like a high regard for my own time is the thing that is holding me back with certain areas, especially when it comes to like my, my career or my business or whatever else. And it's so much easier said than done sometimes. And I, I know, like I was talking to a friend and part of it is just like this, this fear of, of not being seen as worthy Mm -hmm. and like, and, and that people won't love me if I'm not, you know, always available or if I'm not doing everything in my power, you know, to make, to bend over backwards and make sure that I'm available and, and able to be there for people and to listen. And it's just like, no, no, no. Like when you set boundaries, people will respect them. And if they don't respect them, then clearly that's not the person that you're like amused by it. Like, they're just like, like, just wait, what is going on? Why are you? And it might catch people off guard, but it also sparks that curiosity of like, well, why do they do that? Like, is that, are they just being rude? No, like they're just prioritizing themselves and their well being and their peace. No, 100%. And like, these are conversations that you have, you and I have had. And like, we've had some like, hard conversations along the way and, and whatever else, but like everything has come from a place of love and respect and just being like, Hey, like, I really care about you and I want to do these things, but I have to be honest with myself and I have to take care of myself. And I have these big rocks. I have these priorities and they're really important to me. And so like, I'm not doing any of this to you, right? I'm not like, it's just, finding a way to communicate it and communicate our needs. And like what it does is when you communicate your needs and your feelings and have those hard conversations. And I, this, I, we've talked about this in a past podcast as well, advocate for yourself mm-hmm. like that. If you can advocate for yourself, that will raise your self-esteem more than anything you can do. And it doesn't have to be, it's not mean, it's not unkind. And when you do that, it actually deepens your relationship with the people that really matter because you see that they really do love and respect and can, and you are being a role model for them Mm -hmm. of what love and respect looks like. Like you are again, like that person. And it's just something like you and I have said, like you were, you are constantly becoming the person that you needed in your time that you needed most. And like you needed somebody to be an example of boundaries. You like, especially like when you and I first met and like all of the things that were going on in your life. Um, Yeah. And I think, I think I, I would, I'm just trying to think of boundaries and like a very, I guess work doing the nonprofit stuff last year was a very, um, 
I, I feel like my bound, I didn't have any boundaries and anybody could call me at any time. My phone was blowing up. Like I was always responding to messages and like, it made me feel sick. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I, I would be in my office until like 2am just like I have to finish this. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have, oh my gosh, somebody just called. I'm going to take that call. And like, just feeling that immense feeling of like overwhelm. And I think I was so like scarred (laughs) by it that like, I was like, I'm never doing that again. Like Mm -hmm. I let so many people in and like it wreaked havoc. And part of that was I let an individual into my life that ended up harassing me for two months. And like, ruined my you know tainted my name and I let people come to my house that should not have been at my house like those types of things of like I am now protecting those things like my life and like my marriage and my whatever um because those things I mean last year those things were just I just was like I wanted to fix everything that was wrong with the world and I was like that ain't gonna happen girl like (laughs) you can try your hardest but Um, I think that was like a pretty defining moment of I need to have boundaries and I need to have boundaries around my time and the things that I, you know, care about. So. And it's been huge. Like that was one of the first things you let go of before joining the program and like that being part of that nonprofit and letting all those people in and trying to save the world and trying to be everything for everybody was when you were at the worst and at the height of your um, struggles with food. And I, I just want people to recognize that like, and, and if you're holding on, by the way, if you feel like it's really difficult for you to actually want to stop binge eating or emotional eating or over drinking or whatever, whatever you are using to buffer, (laughs) you know, like whatever's actually going on, I need you to recognize it is a symptom of something deeper. And so oftentimes there's a part of us that knows that. And that's scary because like, okay, if I no longer have this thing to cope or to hide or to distract me from what's really going on, like I know a lot of people actually use food or use these, you know, whatever to distract themselves from the fact that they're in a really unhappy marriage Mm -hmm. or they're in a really unhealthy relationship or that there are these things that they're like, I don't want to look at that because if I look at that and have to face it, then I have to face it. Mm -hmm. And that's really scary. And it's almost easier for me to focus on this like food issue and my body issue and just say, well, that's the problem. Like, no, 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 no. The food and the, the, the body image stuff, it is a symptom. There is something deeper going on and I know it's going to be scary and you have to go in. Like, I mean, just, just recognize that guys, like that there is going to be pieces to this. And I was talking to someone yesterday and I said, like, you may have to be willing to grieve, grieve the loss of your binge eating, mm-hmm. grieve the loss of your over drinking or your, because it has served as a protective mechanism for you. Like it has been, it, there's a reason you're doing it. There's a reason that you're reaching for this thing. And it's because it's allowing you to not deal with 
these deeper issues that are a little bit scarier. So just just recognize that you may have to grieve that loss, even though you're like, I no, you don't understand. I want to get rid of it. I don't want it. It's painful. I'm like, yeah, but sometimes that physical pain is almost easier than dealing with the emotional pain that you're hiding. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, earlier when you were talking about like that, like deserving, like what you feel like you deserve, like I, so I just remember being at like my highest weight and like seeing the number and just being like, I deserve to feel this way. Like mm-hmm. I, I deserve all the stretch marks because I was punishing my body. I deserve. Um, and now I don't, I don't think this now, but when I started like seeing like loose skin, I was like, I deserve this. Like if I feel shitty, even though I've lost weight, and I have loose skin now, I deserve that because I did that to my body. And like those things are not productive. They, but, but like, I guess I said those things out loud so that if you've said those things to yourself, like you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just, and I don't, I don't have those like repeating thoughts anymore, but I guess it was just like, no, those things are not productive. They are not, they are not making me want to make decisions that are in line with the type of person I want to become. Like the person that has a healthy relationship with food and their body and like with their life and they have balance is not saying those things to themselves. Like that is not part of their vocabulary. So I mean, they're going to sit with these thoughts and just play into the self-sabotage like I have been for so long, or I'm going to say, no, (laughs) those are just thoughts. And really like what Kelsey was saying, like the thought, um, feeling action thing, like once you realize that it's that simple, if you have a thought, it's just a thought, like it is not going to, it might make you feel annoyed. It might make you feel disgusted. It might make you feel happy, but it's, I mean, like when you can really break that space between the thought and the feeling and the action, it's, it, it's everything. Like I, I remember that when I would have a thought that I wanted to binge, I would just binge. Mm -hmm. Like there was no space between my, that thought and then the feeling, whether it was disgust or whatever, and the action of binging, like there was nothing in between there. Mm -hmm. And once I started to separate those things and I love the analogy of the leaves on a stream, like they're floating and you can let them go by and you don't have to pick up every leaf. Like I always kept those things in my head. And then like over time there, I created that space and it's not going to be like, there's going to be that instant space creation. Um, It takes time. And it's, that is a way of also respecting yourself that like, every thought that comes into your brain, which it'll be for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that doesn't mean that you have to act on every single one of them. Oh, for sure. Like this was, and we were talking before we hopped on, like, um, I was at a workout class the other day and I'm, you know, surrounded by all these, you know, women who are younger and like, I'm looking, oh my gosh, she's so tiny. Oh, she's so fit. Oh, she's so like, look, she's got her flat stomach or her abs. And I had this moment like, okay, Kels, time out. Like these thoughts are not productive. You spending this entire workout class, like looking at her and be, oh, if only I look like her, then I, whatever. No, you're in this class. You're freaking badass. You're strong as, you know, 
whatever, like you are awesome. And like, keep going and feel good about yourself. But one thing I will say, like, I, and that maybe you'll like, like this analogy, I heard it recently at a conference, but like, it's the idea, like we have 60,000 thoughts a day, right? Like you might as well try and put some of them intentionally, right? Most of them are repetitive. And the more times that you can get intentional with those thoughts, then again, those will start being repetitive. And with neuroplasticity, you'll be able to rewire your brain. Those, those intentional thoughts are going to become more automatic, but like to kind of remind yourself, guys, your thoughts cause your feelings. So if you are feeling a certain way that is driving an action or a reaction, like a binge or inaction, like just sitting on the couch or, you know, you know, snoozing rather than actually getting up and doing the things, then all you need to do is change your thoughts. Like you can choose to not follow a thought all the way through. And one way you can think about it is like, just try on a different thought, like clothes, mm -hmm. try it on, see how it feels before you decide to buy into it. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and so just like recognizing, oh, I don't have to feel disgusted by myself. I don't have to feel less than this girl. I don't have to feel like I deserve to be punished. I, I can choose something else. And that's where I really encourage having mantras or affirmations. I didn't know cognitive behavior therapy at the time. I didn't really know what I was doing at the time, but the thing that started my healing journey was having a scrunchie on my wrist. Like, and literally the moment that I would start feeling like I'd look at a picture of myself and be like, Oh, you know, you have that thought of like all the little, like, before I would let myself finish the thought, or if I'd look in the mirror and start to nitpick before I'd let myself even finish the thought, I would stop, like I'd spot it. I would snap the scrunchie on my wrist and I would swap it. And I always had, for me, I had a mantra that was just something that was, I needed to repeat. I'm like, I'm switching this. And for me, it was, I am more than my body. I am more than my body. I am more than my body. And I had to keep repeating it. It's the same thing with money. My, my thought that I would change is like, I have always had more than enough money. I have always had more than enough money because like, I'd have these thoughts of like, oh, I'm not, I don't, I, I'm not going to be able to afford groceries or rent. I'm, you know, like you catastrophize all these things. And it'd be like, when I'd start noticing those, that stress feeling, that scarcity feeling that whatever, like whether I, you know, just instantly I'd be like, nope, always had more than enough money. So find a mantra or an affirmation or a thought that makes you feel better, a thought that you can believe, because if you don't believe it, then you're, you know, but find something that feels good. Um, if you want, we've got a whole list of affirmations and we'll put it in the captions down below. Um, it's like 31 self-love affirmations. Find one of those and just hold on to it and repeat it. So anytime you start to have these self-loathing, self-disgusting, whatever thoughts be like, nope, I'm going to release it. Like Victoria was saying, I'm going to put it like a leaf on a stream. I'm going to let it like take off. I don't need to follow that thought. I don't need to keep feeling this way. I can choose a better feeling thought. And the more you do that again and again and again, that repetition, the more you're going to like fire and wire the, those thoughts so that they become automatic. Yeah. And I would say like, there, there's a difference. And I would say like, that's a, 
mechanism or I don't I, I guess like mechanism of like ha- feeling like you have control over your life and there's a difference yeah. between like somebody having struggling with food and like wanting to control like their calorie like there's a difference between that type of control and then the kind of control of like I know that I can manage my life and my thoughts and my actions mm-hmm. um, and and just like knowing that these things that are like whether it's an action that you don't ap- approve of or you don't like like knowing with that confidence of it does not have to be this way like nothing this these things are not set in stone they are not a like well you're just going to struggle with that your whole life like these things can ebb and they can flow um and just that like that is kind of a feeling of I get I don't know how else to think of it like control knowing that you can manage those things and that those things are within your scope to manage yeah it's empowering like yeah, I guess that's the word empower. Yeah. Empowering. And, and like, and this is kind of what Becca was saying the other day is just like, when you understand this, like guys, this is the basis of everything. When you understand you have the power to change your thoughts, you have the power to change your entire life. So if you are having self-hating thoughts, you have the power to change it. And I know it can feel difficult at first, but I I promise you it's possible. And so have just a a better thinking thought about yourself. Like try it on, try it. See, I knew you'd like it. Like just try it on, try on a better feeling thought before you decide to buy it. Um, And just that, like it create, it does create awareness, right? So if you just feel like you're kind of going throughout your day and you don't have that semblance of control or like that feeling of, well, I'm just doing whatever my brain thinks. Like once you start recognizing your thoughts, which is just so weird. I remember, um, what is the book by Michael Singer? The one that I, uh, Uh, oh my gosh, hold on, hold uh, on. It's not surrender experience experiment. It's the other one. Untethered soul. Thank you. (laughs) Like once you that's how you know you're with the right people is like, they can, know. like you know? when my friends are like yes this is the book <laughs> but like it's kind of crazy like he talks about like no, that you can notice that you're thinking thoughts and just how weird that is right yeah um but just it's all there's always going to be that that chatter in the back and knowing that you can work on those things I don't know there's some freedom that is attached to that of like I don't have to things are not set in stone they don't have to only be this way like those things can change. And I certainly did not think that last year at this time, but it's something that I'm learning. And that book was, I, I mean, I read it and I'm trying to think like February of this year mm-hmm. and just that book, like, it's not that long. It's a little, like, there's a lot in it. It's a short book. There's a lot in it and you could probably chew on it for the rest of your life, but 100%, 100%. hearing the things of like, the melodrama, those types of things I never thought about. I just was like, why do I always have these things? They're always, they're always moving around, like talking. Um, and then really just noticing your thoughts and then moving from there of, you know, if I was to feel this way and take this action, is that the best version of me? Or is that like not so good of me? And how would that make me feel? How am I going to feel if I take this action? And and kind of tying in atomic habits, like that's when I would either cast that boat or cast that boat. Um, So, and sometimes I will say, this is the nice part about coaching or being in a community that understands this 
that again, guys, you are not your thoughts, you are awareness, you are consciousness, you have the ability to witness or observe your thoughts. But sometimes we don't even know what our thoughts are, right? Like we don't even realize. And so I will just kind of put this out there, like December 4th, you and I met. And one of the, I, it was so clear as day to me, but I know like it wasn't something clear to you at the time. Like you said, this is just my thorn in life. This is just, this is how I'm going to feel for the rest of my life. I'm going to be dealing with these urges to binge for the rest of my life. I'm just hoping that maybe I can turn the volume down. And my, like one thing was like, why does that have to be true? Like, and I would say that like, it was me trying to navigate that by myself for a very long time. And the amount of times that I have had to hear these things that we were just talking about this whole episode over and over and over again, whether it was from the group coaching calls, whether it's from a podcast, whether it's from like, I had to like consume that stuff on a daily basis in order for it to stick. Yes, me too. When you're feeling that low and when you're feeling like this thing is just going to control your life, like you have to really just go the complete opposite way of like, well, I was isolating, but now I need to step into community. Now I need to step into all these other things that I normally wouldn't step into or listen to or whatever, read. Um, And like, it was, it truly was like a lot of just rep, like putting in the reps, (laughs) like with weightlifting, like just getting the reps in so that you can get closer to that, you know, 10,000 hour or whatever, those types of things. Absolutely. And I will like, I'll just put this invite to anybody listening to our podcast. So we are going to be hosting a whole new cohort. I'm going to be reteaching all of the modules that Victoria has been through. um, And we're going to be doing it week by week by week. And we're going to start um, before the holidays. So we're going to start right the week before Thanksgiving. Um, And that way you have support during what can be some of the most difficult times when you struggle with food, Um, not only feeling triggered by going to these social events um, and and worrying about what your body looks like or what someone might comment about your body or what someone might comment about your food or going to these social events and having all of your quote unquote, no stop or forbidden foods just all around and like feeling like you're trying desperately to not eat the foods or feeling like if you do eat it, then you end up self-sabotaging and like having this pendulum. And if you want support and if you want to learn the exact freedom method, like the exact roadmap and step-by-step to get you to this place of food freedom um, self-love, body respect, and you want to do it with a group of beautiful women, um, then I really highly encourage you book a strategy call. We'll put the link down and we'll see if it's a good fit for you. But I promise this will be life-changing for you. And to have that support and that accountability and to start recognizing your inner melodrama and those thoughts, um, especially during the holidays, I, I really encourage you to, um, to come and join us. This will not be something you want to miss. Nope. This is when you started. You started your journey. Yeah, it's crazy. And like not having to wait until 2023. Yeah. Like, that was even in itself Ooh. was an example. A lot of the stuff I did in treatment was like exposure therapy. So whether it was like a highly binged food, like I would literally bring the food to treatment and we would focus on that one thing 
Um, and that helped me like desensitize myself to, okay, it's just a food. It's just a chip. Um, but that was like in itself a way of like exposing myself to that uncomfortableness of like, I want to start on the first, I want to start on, um, uh-huh. the first, I want to start Monday on Monday. Like that in itself was very uncomfortable, but also just, man, are you fighting with reality? If you think that the, the, the new you begins on Monday or the first or the beginning of the year. So I love that. In fact, that's probably going to, when I choose the exact date, when we start, I might just start it on a random Wednesday. Yes. I just, because, just to give you that exposure that you actually can become the best version of yourself. And it doesn't have to start in the new year. And it doesn't have to start at the beginning of the month. And it doesn't have to start at the beginning of the week. Like it, the more that you realize that, like that in itself is life-changing. So thank you for reminding me of that. We'll, we'll have yeah, more details. I think that'll be great. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, yeah, so I, I'll have more details about that coming up, guys. But if that already sounds like something you're like, I really want to do this step-by-step a week at a time and have that support system, especially during the holidays, book your strategy call now and um, let's um, see if it would be a good fit for you. So. Yes, yes. Links will be down below all of our resources and then the, the strategy call as well. So we will chat with you guys later. Have a lovely week. Bye guys. Bye.